This is ROH wrestler Adam Cole. This is ROH wrestler Kyle O'Reilly. And you are listening to the podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. You are listening to the official Wrestling News Source podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being Broadcast in over 45 different countries. Here are your hosts, Daniel Heron, Tyler Abair, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron. You need to show him that. I'm Tyler Abair. Choo choo, Playboy. What's <laughs> up? <laughs> <laughs> we welcome you to episode 303 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Wrestling News Source Podcast. I have no idea what's happening right now. You can find us on Stitcher, BeyondPod, Player.fm, and Satchel. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Uh, follow the podcast on Twitter at WNS Podcast. Daniel's at WNS underscore Daniel. Tyler's at Tyler underscore Aber. There you go. So welcome to the show. We, we've got a lot to talk about this week, but what's up, Tyler? What's going on? Drinking this delicious Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper Cherry. Cherry. Yeah. Not too bad? Digging it? Too good. All right. Too sweet? Too sweet. Uh, nice. So, uh, so yeah. So, welcome to the show. Like I said, we've got plenty to talk about. We've got your feedback. We're going to talk about TLC. Yeah, I got your feedback. Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live, Hot Topics, Q&A, all the good stuff. As we get closer and closer to uh, to Christmas, which means we're closer and closer to New Year's, which means we're closer and closer to the Royal Rumble, and I'm yeah. looking forward to it. So, um, I know we've got pretty much all of our tickets secured. That's what I'm looking forward to right now. Yeah, I'm I'm highly looking forward to it. Um, should be uh, a grand old time. Hell yeah, dog. in San Antonio. Hopefully the uh, the weather cooperates. Hopefully the traffic is light, which I doubt it will be because there's. You know, sixty thousand people traveling into the city. So, but you never know. You, you do what you can. Uh, so, Tyler, how you doing? I'm aside doing, from doing, uh, the, aside from enjoying the cherry Dr Pepper, well, it's gone. Oh, it's already gone. Yep. Man, you must have been thirsty. Wow. Okay. Give me two more. Yeah. Doug, how are you? I'm good, man. Yeah. Hanging in there. Yeah. Good stuff. Man, this week has been. It's felt very long for me. And I think I know why. It's because I had to work Sunday. The Goo Goo Dolls came into town. Had to go and do the whole radio side of my job. You look tired. I am pretty tired. I'm very tired. Do I really look tired? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I've I've been tired. Um, But, I mean, you know, it it paid off because I got to go backstage, meet the Goo Goo Dolls, take a picture with them, get some guitars autographed, got to give them away, and all that good stuff, so... I got to do something nice for the for the area and you know got some people looking my way going, "Hey, hook me up with an autograph guitar." So other than that, I've just been working. Hey, hook me up with an autograph guitar. No. So, let's dive Not into <laughs> let's dive them. into the feedback by you cuz we've got a lot to cover I and want a guitar uh, signed by you. Oh, okay. Well, give me a guitar and I'll sign it. Okay. All right. I will happily sign it. To Tyler from Daniel. All right. There you go. So uh, first bit of feedback we have is from our good buddy, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's up, up man? 
He said, "Hey guys, awesome show. I miss you all a lot." To answer your guys' question, I don't want. I didn't watch the cruiserweight classic, but I did watch three hundred five or two hundred five, uh, and I enjoyed the matches those guys put on. But the crowd was not in, uh, into it. Um, into all of it. They seemed it seemed very empty. I thought they might have recorded before SmackDown and the crowd haven't gotten there yet, but it was live, so it was afterwards. I thought the same thing about TJ Perkins. He looked like someone took a crap he looks like someone took a crap in his Cheerios. Uh, PS I'll be attending Monday Night Raw this Monday in Austin. Can't wait and see you guys at the Rumble. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. man. I, f- I miss Ryan. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Good to hear from him though. Mm-hmm. Because whenever uh whenever one of the guys were we're out. Ron would usually fill in, so we yep. know. We hope you come back and visit us sometimes, and who knows, we'll uh, we'll put you on the mic again. But uh, but yeah, so good to see you. Or good to hear from you. We're looking forward to seeing you at the Royal Rumble as so well. He'll be there. He will be there. That's cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it's gonna be Look awesome. Forward to seeing you. We'll uh, hang out. Go to go do lunch or something before the Rumble. Who knows. So, uh, next bit of feedback we have is from Rosewood. It's kind of a long one, but that's okay. Rosewood says, hey guys, great show. Sorry I didn't get a chance to say congratulations on 300 episodes. Uh, I just recently got a new job and have been really busy, so I'll say it now. Congratulations on 300 episodes. You guys are awesome. A few, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, a, few wa- a few weeks back, you asked who you would like to see Sin Cara get into a shoot fight with. I would say Dolph Ziggler. On the Jericho podcast, Ric Flair said that back in the day, guys like Harley Race, the Briscoe Brothers, Blackjack Mulligan would often settle their locker room problems with a little fisticuffs. Rick also said that none of the guys in the current locker room today could handle that kind of backstage environment, except Dolph Ziggler. Rick also said that Ziggler would kick Conor McGregor's ass, which I doubt, but that's just me. And on a numerous occasions, uh, Rick has put Ziggler over as one tough SOB. So I think that would be an interesting fight. If I had to bet, I would still pick Sin Cara because that guy seems to throw hands and put the boots to everyone back there. Uh, I also have a question, so we'll go ahead and uh, we'll take care of this. Um if you were in charge of the WWE for one day, what's the first thing that you would change? For me, I would change the PG rating back to TV-14. I would not bring back bra and panty matches or have guys bleeding all over the place, but I do feel the PG rating handcuffs them to a certain extent. Having Hell, Hell in a Cell matches with no blood or good violence really takes me out of things. What do you guys think? Thanks for the entertaining podcast, guys. Keep up the good work. Coming and... uh Tyler, the Santa at my mall by my house gives away little bags of candy canes, a Christmas ornament, and for the first time ever, a small box of Kellogg's cereal. I think Kellogg's was a sponsor of some sort. So you're not alone in the world. Cereal, yeah. Santa's giving out cereal. Yeah. You give, you know, instead of candy canes, well, I mean, cereals are not the healthiest, but I guess, yeah, give them breakfast food. Yeah. I want eggs and bacon. I could go for some pancakes. Yep. Santa, got some. Something cooking over there. But yeah, so thank was, you very much, Rosewood. Uh, I'd, the, I'd clip an hour from Raw. Yeah, I think I would as well. And the way that Raw is, Raw and SmackDown, they seem to have gotten out of that sort of PG setting for the most part. Like they're not going to blade, but if you know if there's blood, they're you know they're going to let it show as long as it's not profuse amount. Um, but, I mean, the language has been a little more colorful in the past few weeks. So, I mean, it looks like we're kind of phasing out of the PG era for the most part. Yeah, I'm not concerned with <clears throat> what 
uh, I, I'm not concerned with the rating or what what rating they're trying to stay between. Or, I, and I, in all honesty, I'm not even exactly sure what exactly what they can and can't get away with with a PG rating. To be honest with you, yeah. I mean, I know, I mean, I know some things that would be clearly be beyond that. But you know, as far as like throwing a B or throwing a whatever, I think that you can do that and still be rated within PG. So to me, it's not about the rating and. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm more concerned with the um, the volume of product and how overexposed a lot of these guys are, and I think clipping clipping an hour of raw would help some of these Definitely. guys out. Yeah, just because an hour is so long, uh, like that third hour is just it drags on so much. They, I don't, I still don't feel like they found their footing with that third hour because they could do so much. With the time that they're given, and yet they just waste it on so many like unimportant little things, you know. I feel like they could have some really good standout matches, and they just don't. They're like, no, let's have let's start the raw with a 15 minute talking promo. Um, then we'll have another talking promo, uh, the match, you know, after the first match, and then it's like, no, dude, just have like a few matches, then do a story, and then you know, switch it up a little bit at least. But yeah, I agree. Go to go to bring it back down to two hours, just because it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot to deal with yeah. uh, every week. How about you, Tyler? No, I agree. Um, I don't know if there's anything else that would change or bring back from the attitude or anything like that. But I mean, it's not really their call at this point. I think they are handcuffed by what USA wants from them to keep the type of royalty deal, the television deal that they have. They have to satisfy USA, and if USA says you're one of our high, you're our highest rated show or one of them, mm-hmm. and we want three hours from you. There's not uh, a whole lot you can the, do. <laughs> there's nothing they can do. They have to satisfy them to keep the the uh, the money coming in. Mm-hmm. So as long as that money's coming in, but I do think it's I think it's short sightedness. I think it's saying we will appease what we can now to keep the money now, and I think a better like more forward-looking approach would be it would be beneficial to our product in general to condense down to two hours and maybe if you can present that to USA in a manner that would make sense to them, you know, that it would be beneficial for your show and therefore beneficial to their network in the long run. If you could find a way to go about letting them know that in a way that makes sense to them. uh, (laughs) What they should do is they should hold a meeting with the USA Network execs and they say, "Hey guys, don't worry. It's just going to be a you know a quick little two hour presentation. It'll be no problem whatsoever. Once you get to the end of that second hour, we're like, all right, guys. Well, we appreciate your time, but you know we do we would like to talk about this and just go on for a whole another hour. Like make them think like it's over, and then give them one <laughs> more hour. So they're like, oh my god, wrap this up. And then at the very end, you'd be like, exactly. That's exactly how we feel. Bring it back down to two hours, <laughs> and we can all go home and drink a Coors Light." <laughs> Anyways, yeah, just three hours a lot. Yeah, it's it's hard to write three hours like a different three hours every week. That's yeah, you know that's that's difficult for anyone. I mean Saturday Night Live, which we'll talk about uh, as well. Well, I mean might, might as well since I brought it up. Uh, John Cena is going to be hosting Saturday Night Live. That's an hour and a half long show, and it's you know it's sketches and all that, but they have to come up with new material every single week. Well, the thing is. Saturday Night Live, they have seasons. They have off time. They have downtime. So they also have a week to write a show, and, and yeah, and WWE is writing 
a show Monday night. They're writing a show Tuesday night. Yeah. That's, that's you know, two shows a week. Then they've got 205, right. then they got NXT. And so, you know, they're having to come up with all of this material. And if you look at Saturday Night Live, they have a couple good episodes every once in a while. And then it's kind of like, oh, that one wasn't as good. But, you know, and then you have Raw that runs 52 weeks a year, every week, three hours of material. Clockwork. Yeah, it's just, it's rough. I mean, you can do so much with, with storyline and say, okay, here's start, here's finish. Now, how do we get to it? That's that's the tricky part. I mean, we do, um, and I'm not saying that as a consumer or as a fan, you need to just be happy with whatever they give you. I'm not saying that at all. You're you're free and welcome to criticize the product, but I, what I don't think that we do enough of is like step back and say it is fucking hard to write that much television every fucking week. Yeah, it's a challenge. Yeah, so. Um, but yeah, I, I, I say that, but then on the other hand, I'm, I'll, sometimes I'll, I just feel like, you know, it's not rocket science. You don't have to over, you don't have to over. You can just have like one or two extra matches, yeah. you know, just a match just to have it. And from there it builds a storyline. You're not like reinventing the wheel. You're just telling stories about people fighting. Exactly. Like, Hey, you bumped into me at catering. Let's go. I don't like the way you looked at me. I don't like the way you looked at Lana. Yeah. So, uh. Yeah, but uh, let's talk about TLC because that happened on on Sunday night. I, unfortunately, I didn't get to catch it. I caught I caught a couple of the matches, uh, dude. Um, yeah, so they kicked things off with uh, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton going up against uh, Slater and Rhino. Who did we pick on this? I think we picked Orton and Wyatt. That's what I thought. I wasn't for sure. I'm pretty sure. I have to go match? back. I have to go back and uh, and listen to to last week's show and update the. Uh, predictions but i think we were pretty similar on all but maybe one or two of our picks um but yeah so wyatt norton end up defeating slater and rhino it was kind of a short matchup i was kind of surprised because he's like okay they're wanting to do like a three-hour thing and here we are you know 12 minutes in and first match is already over uh well i think that three-hour window or whatever is sort of Going out the window? Well, not necessarily going out the window. It's just we have three hours if we need it, and mm-hmm. if we get done in shorter, then we get done shorter. Like, yeah. I, I think they're comfortable not doing three-hour shows if they don't have a three-hour show, no. Yeah. Tyler, what do you think of the matchup? Um, I'm trying to remember the stuff that's coming to my mind. Not too much, really. Um, I know I, I, wanted, I felt like I wanted the, the Wyatts to win. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I know how far Rhino and, um, he Slayer could go with it. Yeah. I did like the spot where Wyatt got into the little spider crawl, which distracted, uh, and threw him into, through, and then Orton slid in and did the RKO for the win. That was a, that was a nice little touch. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on it, Doug? It was pretty short. It was a little, I thought it was laid out a little weird and a little disjointed. Um, I think it was time for Slater and Rhino to yeah. give it up. I mean, there's only there's only so much you can do with those guys as champs. Yeah. This the story was the chase for those guys, not the rain. So, you know, um, I think I did think it was interesting that. Well, was it who took the pin on the pay per view? Because I know Rhino took the pin on SmackDown, which I thought was odd. But I uh, did. Who took the pin? Did Slater take the pin on the pay per view? I can't recall. 
I can't remember either. either. I, don't, I don't know. Well, Rhino took the pin on uh, SmackDown, which I thought was interesting on the rematch. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it was time for these guys. Um, I I didn't like a lot. I, I didn't like any of the whole Orton and Wyatt. Like, getting to this point, I thought was really weird and really just not my bag. Like, I didn't, I didn't enjoy how we got here. But now yeah. that Orton is with them, I'm sort of – coming around to him as part of the Wyatts, I sort of enjoy it. Um, I, I still have that feeling that he's going to, his goal was to get in there to break them up. Well, I think that's a, I think that's a possibility still, but I think there is a couple of different directions they can go. They can do that thing or they can do the, they're, they're playing up the Luke Harper's like distrust of or, him and Orton distrust each other. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's an avenue they could go like, you know, Harper's you, like, I'm out of here. Well, Harper could turn face or like could just leave on his own. And you can also do the, the Orton thing was just here all along to, you know, mm-hmm. sabotage the Wyatts that Tyler's talking about. But, uh, for whatever reason, I, I, I don't really even know how to put into words or describe why I like it, but I just like Orton with them. I don't know why I still, it just still looks so out of place. See, Maybe it's just the beard. I feel but- like it's a good place for him because I think by himself, for a while, it's just he wasn't just really yeah. interesting. It's not like the super best thing, but hey, it's something for him, and I'm content with it. Yeah, I mean, it'd be like if you threw, and this is a horrible comparison, but it'd be like if you threw like Tyler Bree, Tyler Breeze into the New Day, like he's just oh, I'm here now. Like that's what like it, that's not to say that it wouldn't work. They couldn't make it work, but for me, it would just feel so out of place. You know, uh, I think. Because I don't know, maybe it's just the maybe it's the appearance of the Wyatt family because they're like that grungy bearded look, and then you kind of have Orton, who's he's not necessarily clean shaven, but he's well trimmed. Greek mm-hmm. god, he, yeah, he's Greek god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, he, like he he looks well put together. You know, like you can you can see him in a suit, but not necessarily Bray Wyatt. You know, it's just one of those things where it's like different different audience, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, they've they've reeled back from the grunginess of like Wyatt though. He's got a different he's got like this like do like white boy dreads and like <laughs> like like a metal or a punk jacket with like patches and shit on it. It's it's very it's it's a lot less like I'm some weirdo from the fucking bayou and it's a lot more uh I might have used to be in a new metal band. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but uh, anyways, we do I have... Mean, not exactly, but you know what I'm saying. Sure. 19, I'm mad at my dad, you know, all that. Um, but yeah, so they become the new tag team champions, and uh, takes us into the next matchup. Nikki Bella going up against Carmella, no disqualification match. Um, I get why they only used like a kendo stick and the fire extinguisher, because obviously TLC, all of those other elements are going to be used. Um, I did not like this matchup. I didn't like the match. Uh, I thought Nikki had some cool-looking spots in it. Uh, the kickoff of the, um, what do you call it, barricade, mm-hmm. uh, that was cool. She was really aggressive and really like snug with Carmella. Here's the thing. Carmella's just not that good. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know what to say other than Carmella's not that good. Not that this was the greatest performance of Nikki's career, but I thought Nikki looked fine in this match, and yeah. Carmella really... You know, it's hard to have a good match with Carmella. Um, 
I don't know what else to say about it, but uh, I think we're done here, so yeah. I don't know. The thing that bugged me about the match was that they would use the weapon and then hold it up to the crowd like to get a reaction. Then they would use the weapon and hold it in the crowd, you know, trying to get another reaction. I'm like, dude, you're doing it way too many times. And then Carmella would get the weapon. She'd use it and be like, oh, yeah, what now? Now I'm doing it. Whack. Oh, what do you think of that? Oh, yeah. Wham. Oh, what now? And so I was like, dude, just stop. It was just too much. Too much. Too much usage. And then the fire extinguisher, um, she got cold and that put her into the finishing maneuver. I felt like it was rushed. Well, I think that the the announcing team like got over like the fact that when you get sprayed with that shit, it like sucks the oxygen out mm-hmm. and like you're Can't you know. breathe. Yeah, I mean <gasps> I think it was fine. I, I didn't I didn't have a problem with the um uh, extinguisher spot. Yeah. I just thought it was like she was she was way too blatantly like spraying her legs though instead of yeah. like the rest of her body. I didn't know if that was like she didn't want all that shit in her face or like <laughs> or what the, what the deal was. Didn't want to give her frostbite in her yeah. face or something. No, no, no. I, do you think do they gimmick those things or what? They have to, right? I would mm. think so. I can't see how they wouldn't be able to, they wouldn't gimmick the things. Yeah, to a certain extent. I mean, I don't know what's actually if that's actually the real stuff coming out or not or just like uh smoke or something, I don't know. Um I don't know. I couldn't tell you. But Nikki ends up getting the victory, which takes us into the uh, the ladder match for the Intercontinental title. Uh, Miz going up against Dolph Ziggler, and um, I thought these guys had a had a good showing. Um, <laughs> I kind of I kind of chuckled a bit at the end with uh, what Miz would be willing to do in order to win the match. But uh, what do you guys think, Tyler? We'll start with you. Um, I thought this. If I'm- I'm blank on certain stuff right now. Uh, the parts I remember, it was pretty good. Is it? Uh, it did a lot of near falls on stuff like that. No, what am I thinking of? It was a ladder match. So not really many near falls. I mean, they had, you know, they were climbing the ladders. They were really working the legs mostly. Dude, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Doug, what do you think? Uh, it was a unique ladder match for sure because it's not. It wasn't typical in the sense that they did a bunch of like high spots and like crazy shit. It mm-hmm. was pretty methodical and pretty like based around like limb work. And when they used when they used the ladder, it wasn't like uh, we're gonna fucking jump you know twenty feet into the crowd or anything stupid. It's like we're using it to like accentuate like the the leg or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and they did saw they took some bumps on ladders and stuff, but it was definitely. Not the traditional ladder match in the sense that it was a lot of car crash shit, you know, mm-hmm. and more like uh, more like psychology around like the ladder yeah. itself. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I thought it started off slow, but like ramped up. Yeah. And uh, what I think the highest this this seems like a backhanded compliment, but I mean it as like a I mean it as um, honestly as a compliment. I think one of the highest compliments you can pay. I don't know if it was all camera work or not or whatnot. If they've gotten smarter with the way they shoot the angles, but for the first time in a long time, I honestly felt like I couldn't see one spot where I was just like, "He's just fucking on that ladder, stalling, waiting for someone to cut." Oh yeah, it, it didn't. They really did a good job of pacing the, like themselves to where either. They either got there to where it wasn't like he was just hanging out, waiting. Taking 30 seconds to right. climb one rung. And- or, you know, or they just worked it into a way where, I don't know if it was the camera shots or the participants, like, mm-hmm. saying, we're not going to do the stupid thing where 
I have to hang out for fucking an ungodly amount of time where everyone's like, oh, God, just knock him off already. Yeah. I don't know if that was an active decision on their part or the way they shot it where you couldn't see the guy coming out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean this as a genuine compliment and not as a backhanded compliment. Like that, I think that's important because yeah. that, that suspension of disbelief, that takes a lot of people out of ladder matches. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's probably the best compliment I could pay them because they didn't do a lot of cra- – this is – your typical ladder match where they did a bunch of crazy shit. Right. It was more like a. It was psychological. Yeah, yeah. It was a. It was a physical match, not necessarily a spot match. Right. And uh, yeah, I agree with you. It was. Uh, it was well done. They told a. They told a fine story, working the legs of each other, and uh, you know, even the putting putting Ziggler in the figure four. Oh, he can't. Even if he taps yeah. out, it's not gonna. It's not gonna solve anything. He can leave him in there as long as he wants. Right. So yeah, they did a. They did a Would fine job. How does this rank with all their matches? Oh, it's definitely not their best match, but mm. it it was unique enough as as a ladder match that I would say it's still pretty good. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think these two guys have had really good chemistry with one another. Yeah, I think they're friends, so they probably put a lot of like is they probably talked a lot of shit out like with what they wanted to accomplish. Yeah. So I mean, you could probably tell, but I think the previous pay per view match was better just in terms of. Just all around, and then even I even like the SmackDown match I think better um, than this one, which is not. It sounds like I'm saying this match is like shit, but I, I just think those other matches, those other two matches, were actually a lot more superior. Sure. It's, it's not. It's not denigration. You're not trying to, yeah, you're not trying to lessen this match. Yeah. This match was fine, but the other two, the other matches yeah. were just a little bit better. I think so. Um, I mean, do, do you feel the same or feel differently? Yeah, I mean, this it was a fine match, and like I said, they told a good story, uh, so I don't have any complaints from it. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't their best match uh, yeah. with one another, but it was it was still a fine uh, it was still a, a good match. Uh, one of the things that I do love about the Miz right now is that he is he is a full blown heel. Like there are the smart fans or whatever you want to call them who uh, who cheer him or whatever. Um, but the majority of the crowd will boo the hell out of him. I mean, you've got guys like yeah. Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, who's supposed to be a heel. Uh, they're getting cheered, and now you've got like you know, aside from like Baron Corbin and the Miz, these guys are you know full blown heels who are actually getting the response that they're supposed to. Right. So I mean, you got to give credit to to Miz. Like this has been his year to he really turned things around. People Was really it? don't like the Miz. Like yeah. Not- <laughs> He's not. He's not cool. Hill. He's not cool. Hill. He's yeah. heel. Hill. You yeah. know what I mean. And uh, but I will give him. I will say this. I laughed pretty hard on SmackDown whenever he called Dean Ambrose out and gave him the participation. Award. That was cool. That was hilarious because it had the blue ribbon that said you tried and had the picture. Oh my god! Like that was great. Yeah, I thought it was good too. That was great heel work from Miz, uh, and the crowd. You know, they turned for it and chanted, "You deserve it," and all yes. that. And, so I did get a I did get a good laugh out of that. Uh, after that, we got to see Baron Corbin going up against Kalisto in a chairs match, uh, and I didn't get to catch um, the matches from here on out. Dude, you should watch this fucking chair match. This is the best chair match I've ever seen. Which is, wow. uh, it's hard to have a good chairs well, match because it's, it's an awkward stipulation. It really yeah. is. This was so fucking fun. It is. <clears throat> not all good matches are fun and not all fun matches are good, if that makes any sense to you. Mm-hmm. But this accomplished both. I don't Kalisto and Corbin have excellent chemistry. This is not the first like time they've squared off, 
But this match was excellent. And Kalisto's so fucking good at working with the big guys because not only has he had excellent matches with Corbin, if you go back to right before Ryback left and Ryback had those couple of matches, those were really fucking good too. Uh, I think Kalisto is a lot better, like, worker than he gets credit for. He is probably one of the better workers in the company right now. The sad thing is, is that this was a... This was meant to get Corbin over, and he's probably going to... I, I almost said he's going to move on to something else, even though I, off the top of my head I couldn't think of what they would move Corbin on to because your top two champs are heels, so it's not like you're positioning <laughs> for a title. Yeah. But uh, I, the sad thing is I think Kalisto is so excellent in this, and he's probably going to be the one who's like most lost of the two. You know what I mean? Oh, well, maybe the, he'll go down to 205 Live. You know, that would be probably yeah, good pushing for him. Corbin. Yeah. More. But... Uh, I don't want to slight Corbin. Corbin was really good in this as well. Like just, just the way he threw Kalisto around. The way he like it's hard. For, I I didn't know if he was going to be a good base, and he's a pretty good base. And I don't know, man. I think that this match is like you said. You said that you didn't see this. This is like for sure. This like to be the match to see. Go back and watch it. It's okay. probably my favorite match of the. It is my favorite match of the show. Yeah, I swear I'm blanking on a lot of stuff. <laughs> I, I don't know. Stop blanking. I don't know what the hell happened to my mind. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Work's been so crazy. Like I've been so lost in my days lately. I've been thinking today was Friday for I the past like three or four days. To the pay per view, but man. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So Baron Corbin ends up defeating Kalisto, which takes us into the next match: Alexa Bliss versus Becky Lynch. And I want to say that we picked Becky Lynch to win this one. We did. Um. But, you know, things didn't go our way. Alexa Bliss gets the win. How did the match go? It wasn't that great. Yeah. It was uh, a tables match. So. I don't think it was actively bad, but it was it was fine. Um, I, I don't remember myself, like, being into it that, that much. Though. Yeah. But, I mean, I was – I think we did pick, pick Becky Lynch, but I knew that I didn't – if not now, eventually that I wanted uh, – um, Alexa. Alexa to get the title. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I wasn't. Sh- I I thought that the direction that we were going was an eventual Becky Nikki about Mania time, but I like I said last week. If you listen last week, I said I wouldn't be surprised if they put it on Alexa just to mix things up, which they did. Yeah, and uh, so I don't have a problem with it. I think her character work is strong. She, I, I mean, I'm sort of repeating the things I said about her last week, but <laughs> she. She's young and she will get better in the ring. She's already okay, but it's her character work that they're really pleased with, and that's where she excels, and that's why she got the title. Cool. Um, then we got to see the uh, final matchup: AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose in a TLC match for the WWE uh, World Championship. <sighs> AJ Styles took in 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 a, in a couple of weeks. AJ Styles has taken like stupid bump after stupid bump, and he took. You can add, you can put a little if you're like hash marking out the stupid bumps that AJ takes week by week. When he doesn't really, maybe he needed to take. This is a TLC match, so maybe he didn't need to take a stupid bump or two. But like if you if you put that in the context of he took stupid bumps for Ellsworth and that, that match <laughs> that he didn't need to take, it seems more crazy. But I, you said you didn't see this, but they set up uh, two rows of three chairs, like it's gonna be like a bed of chairs. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And Ambrose picks him up like he's going to front, front like sit out suplex him mm-hmm. to where I pick him up like vertical, but I'm going to drop him on his belly on that. Yeah. But as, but, but instead of dropping him flat, 
he pulls him and flips him to where it's like, I'm going to do it, but no, then I just flip you in the fucking air, and AJ cuts a flip and misses. Half of his body goes off the the mm-hmm. edge of, like, the last chairs. Go back. I, <laughs> stupid bump. Very stupid. Stupid bump. Why is he so stupid? I mean... Look, I'm not saying it's not cool. It's cool, but it's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid to, to risk, but it's, I mean, the end result is obviously I'm going to give him props for it. <laughs> and I did see a, uh, a quick little video clip of him doing like the 450 off the, like springboard off the rope, 450, crash through the table, yeah. and like face plant. Yeah. Like, the hell? We got to get ratings. <laughs> he took a stupid bump in that Ellsworth match. He took a stupid bump in the Survivor Series match. The yeah. the bump he took when um, Braun uh, oh yeah over, that was stupid. He took the stupid one where he took the bump from the ladder over the top to the outside in the Ellsworth match. He took these two. He took the the chair bump from Ambrose and that. He's taken at least one batshit bump in every match in the past like three weeks. It's yeah, been a ton down just a little bit. I mean, you're already injured now. I mean, but yeah, AJ did suffer a uh, a slight injury. The the trainers noted that it was not a severe injury. And uh, so he the be the, back boot, to the boot wasn't work. No, no, okay. that's that, yeah, that was legit. But he, you know, he only has to wear it for like a week or two. So, okay. so what is um, like a sprain or something? I don't know. It might have just been a just a stinger, something like that. And it's like, well, let's as a precaution put you in it. Because I was convinced Ellsworth was winning the fucking title. <laughs> Maybe next and then it week. It didn't happen. Yeah, so sad. Yeah, like Ellsworth said, you're ducking me. I even messaged y'all. I was like, y'all ready to see Ellsworth win the fucking title? (laughs) Yeah, I was ready. It was in Houston. We could have driven down there, but no, it was was not to be. But uh, yeah, speaking of Ellsworth, what did you guys think about what he did to get involved in the match? I knew it was coming sooner or later. I didn't know that this was for sure the time it was going to happen because it feels like too quick. There are a couple of things you can do with Ellsworth, and that's one of them. And you feel like you burn out like what he's useful for. You know what yeah. I mean? But I get some people were like, "Why did he come out and attack him first? Well, it's not that he he didn't turn hill per se. He did a dickhead move. Yeah. But he, it, he's del, he's del, he's not a bad guy. He's a delusional guy. He thinks that he can beat AJ Styles, and he thinks this was strategy. Yeah. He thinks like I be I got this I got his a, number. Yeah, I beat him three I times. Just, yeah, watch it on Talking Smack. I saw the clips. Yeah, yeah. And they showed Daniel Bryan all pissed off. And what are you thinking? Yeah, yeah. I've got his number. He can't beat me. Yeah, yeah. I think. Are I, you worried about Dean Ambrose? No, no, I'm not worried about him. He would have helped. Yeah, he would have helped. He would have done the same thing to me. I mean, but if you want to, if you want to honestly look at Dean Ambrose's character work up to this point, he's not been a to- he hasn't been a total bad guy to him, but he's he's, he's sort of he's quarter he's kind of been a dick to him. He's, Miz was right. That's exactly what I was going to say. Go ahead, Tyler. Miz Go ahead. was right when uh, when he had him on the show. He was saying, hey, man, you were using him. You were, you know, smart aleck to him, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But he was he was telling the truth. So, he was using him to fuck with AJ. Yes. Yeah. So Miz speaks the truth. Very much yeah. the truth. But uh, overall thoughts on the matchup? It was good. It was yeah. good. Yeah. A lot of crazy <laughs> shit in here. A lot Love of, AJ. Uh, a lot of AJ, like Love a lot, a lot of people talking about the fucking hole in his ass of his of his tights. <laughs> yeah, he like he get he he had a blowout. Yeah, he had like a a hole, but you could see it was like cut in it too. So I don't mm. know if he, what he fell on, but people 
for a little bit, I was like, "All right, guys, it's a fucking hole in the man, the butt of the butt of the man's tights." Everyone's seen a butt before; it's fine. <laughs> like there was such um, a reaction, for, butts. There was such a reaction for that fucking hole in his pants yeah, that it was, it was taken away for the match for a minute. You know, like the <laughs> crowd got so distracted by it. it's like it's a fucking hole. You've seen a man's butt before; it's fine. <laughs> Did you guys see the picture that Rusev posted earlier this week? Uh-huh. It was like to one up AJ. He like I guess it. He he was going. He was traveling or something. And he split his pants, and it was like a long split in his in his jeans. So he had someone like take a picture of it and posted it to I Twitter. Did, I like, did like with, and this sort of like transitions into SmackDown, but which I think we should talk about since we're sure. But uh, <clears throat> I mean, I think we should talk about back to back because yeah, that's fine. But uh, when he came out. To start off the show, <laughs> yes, the picture. And he's like, he's like, let's you, all talk about this. <laughs> and he's acting like he's going to talk about the elephant in the room, which is Ellsworth. And he he puts up the picture of like his fucking ass hanging out, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, you thought it was going to be about this thing, this little boot that I'm wearing, booty, booty. That's right. But uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. I did get a chuckle out of that. Um, yeah, so Ellsworth comes out and. Basically says, you know, you're you're ducking me, boy. You can't hang with me. I like his like um his progression of I'm just happy to be here to like his delusional like <laughs> his confidence is growing. He's like, You're <laughs> fucking ducking me, son. <laughs> <laughs> you're a coward. How dare you? Um Oh, I was trying to find that picture of uh of Rusev, but I can't seem to find it. That's all right. I bet it's on Twitter. Well, I looked at it on Twitter, it wasn't there. Uh, so maybe it wasn't Rusev at all. I don't know. But um Whose butt you looking at? I don't know. That's a good question. But anyways, um, so yeah, Ambrose comes out, delivers the dirty deeds to to Ellsworth. Just wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Um, let's see. We got to see the rematch between Rhino and Slater going up against Orton and Wyatt. Any thoughts? Nah, I mean, the only interesting thing here that I thought that Rhino took the pin. So I assume the, uh, these guys are done as a team. Would that be your guess as well? Yeah. Tyler? Oh, here it is. It was on his Instagram. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, no problem. That is, he needs a new pair of pants. Yeah, he does. I don't think they'll oh, be able shit. to fix that. Yeah, I think they're done. I don't know what else to, you know. What do you do with Slater? Uh, team him up with somebody because he hasn't been on a tag team in a while. <laughs> he's going to be floating around. Uh, what you do with him, though? Um,. I'm just saying, what do you think they're going to do with him? He's just going to be uh, somewhere for a comedy skit. Do you think they can elevate him, or do you think he could be taken seriously at the intercontinental level, like with, say, against a Miz after this? After, does this lend him enough credibility no. as a tag champ? No, he's, he's still goofy. Yeah, yeah but... Um, not to the level that he used to be. I think I think they have... Rub some credibility off on him. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I think... I'm not saying he'll take the title. I'm just saying, like, I can see, like, a short feud to pass some time. Yeah, he'd have to get a few wins under his belt in singles competition first before... I mean, I could see it happening. I mean, clearly the direction is Ambrose, because we saw them set that up. Yeah. But uh, I'm just saying, I think... I don't know what else you could do with him. Who would you feud him with? He feuds against Rhino! Shocker! So, uh, I mean, I guess they could do the blaming each other for the loss thing, but yeah. One thing we didn't talk about uh, after the Nikki Bella and Carmella match was Carmella saying, "Hey, I'm not the one who attacked you, 
Nikki Bella. That was Natalia. And so uh, Carmella and Natalia were set to have a match. Match did not take place because a brawl broke out, and then Natalia chased Carmella out. I think it's red herring. I don't think it was Natalia. Yeah. It was Paige or uh, Tamina Snuka. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's Paige or Tamina. It's Eva Marie. I think that's more likely than, than Paige or um, Tamina. But I don't think it's Eva either. It's, I don't necessarily know who I think it is. I just think this was... It's Brie Bella. It's definitely not Brie. She's having pregnant rage. Hormonal rage. Uh, I don't know. I don't... I, I'm not for sure. I'm just saying the way they set this up makes it feel like it's false that it's Natalia. It's it like, could be anybody. Yeah. I mean, I guess it could be anybody. Wow. Um, let's see. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Then uh, as Carmella was chased backstage by Natalia, Natalia kind of looked at Nikki, who was backstage, and they had this awkward stare down where she's like, I didn't, it wasn't, I couldn't have, it wasn't. I think they're playing the, off the it, the Divas friendship, what, total, Diva, total Divas yeah. Yeah. friendship. But it was just, it was so awkwardly done. She walked away. And then she walked away. And she's like, oh, I was about to, I was about to say it. Um, Hype Bros went up against the Ascension. Short match, poor Ascension. They lose again. Um, Hype Bros get the win. So it looks like they're probably going to be challenging for the titles. Do you really think. feel better for the Ascension? I feel bad that they were so over in NXT and then... Different audience. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. remember what said, though. I don't know who said it. There has to be... I mean, there's got to be a loser. But still. Like they I, don't feel, I don't feel bad for them. I think you got to have enhancement teams. I think that the gimmick doesn't match the gimmick that an enhancement team should have. Mm-hmm. But they sort of made fun of the the gimmick from Jump Street. Like they sort of poked fun at it from the first match they had. Yeah, yeah that sucked. That and was- I think that's what the issue was because, like in NXT, they were taken seriously, and then they immediately come up to the main roster and they're treated as a joke. Yeah, I was a little bit of like peeved at that at the time, but in retrospect, these guys aren't good enough to make that work. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, after that, we got to see Miss TV with Dean Ambrose. That's where we got to see the participation award, which I thought was hilarious. I hope we, I hope they get to use that every I, once in a while. They shouldn't overuse it. They no, should, no, no. It should be like every once in a while. But like, if he, whenever he gets a win, he picks it up and places it on their chest or something. Like later, um, got to see another matchup between Baron Corbin and Kalisto. I don't remember too much about it this. It was match. fun, but it was much shorter. They had much less to work with. Yeah. Chairs were not allowed. Yeah. Um, Chad Gable and singles competition going up against Tyler Breeze. That's just sort of weird. Yeah. It was very short. It was like, I don't know, sub five minutes. Yeah. Probably like a four minute match or something. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get a lot accomplished in four minutes. I'm not really sure why they went the singles route. What I really hate is whenever they start a match, go to commercial, come back and finish the match. It's like, okay, we got to see about four minutes of that match, but it was you know an eight-minute match that we did not get to see. And that's one of the reasons why I'm like, there's too many promos going on. I didn't watch it live, so I, 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 didn't, okay. get the, I didn't get the built-in commercial. Yeah. Um, we got to see Alexa Bliss's uh, championship celebration get interrupted by Becky Lynch. So it looks like we're going to have the rematch one day. Not today, but that's okay. See what I did there? Um then we got to see the main event, Miz, going up against Dean Ambrose for the uh, the Intercontinental title. And uh, 
boy, James Ellsworth just can't stay away. Nope. Got himself uh, involved in the matchup again, and uh, it ended up costing him or costing Dean Ambrose the title. So, well done for Miz. Sorry, Dean Ambrose. Are we going to see Dean Ambrose versus James Ellsworth at Royal Rumble? No, I think what I thought was going to happen was that <laughs> when the AJ did that, I thought it was work that he couldn't have the match. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Because he was even pulled from like live events as well. Yeah, I kind of saw like Ding, the Undertaker's like, hey, quit ducking this kid. Like, I <laughs> match with this kid. And like Taker helps him win the belt or something crazy. <laughs> and then you get AJ Taker, and which I really intrigued. I know people are like, ah, I don't care about the Undertaker anymore. He's old; he can't back it up. This pr- this match in particular, AJ has been so excellent with everyone he's faced this year. Mm-hmm. I'm really intrigued to see what he could produce with the Undertaker. Think of the spots he'll be able Undertaker's to do. Undertaker's back, so that's what I'm saying. That's why that's why I brought it. Up. I wouldn't even brought it up if he hadn't already been like, "Hey, I'm back," even though I haven't been seen. <laughs> I haven't been seen since. I'm yeah. back on the show. I'm back to give pep today. talks every once yeah, in a while. Talk. And it, see, Good job. It, it clearly worked. So I'm going to give a pep talk before Royal Rumble. One of you guys is going to win. And boom, yes. there we go. Oh, by the way, that person's You can me. dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Dodge a ball. I'm, I'm really up for AJ uh, Undertaker. And I hope we get at the Rumble because I'd be really stoked for that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I get to see the Undertaker, Lesnar, and Goldberg all, all during one pay-per-view event. And Berg. AJ Styles. Berg. We're going to get to see all of them. Goldberg. So, um, yeah, let's talk about uh, Raw. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's right. We had, man, this thing was very Owens and Jericho heavy and Enzo, Lana, and Rusev heavy. And this is going back to the stories that we've been saying where Rusev is technically the bad guy, but he's doing the good guy thing, defending his wife's honor, even though he's kind of being a dick about it. Enzo, the good guy... Hitting on a married lady, going to her hotel room, and getting his just desserts. Yeah, this whole thing is weird and bad. It it's just kind of bad yeah. and kind of weird. Um, <laughs> i i don't want to I don't want it to come off like <clears throat> it's purely like Rusev like defending his his wife's honor because he's sort of controlling. So it's like this yeah. weird. It's like this weird thing. There are no like white hats in like this scenario. There's no like pure good guy in the scenario. Yeah, it's, it's just like, two I'm, two dudes that are kind of doing the wrong thing. It's like okay, like I'm controlling my woman. I I tell her what she can do and she can't do this. And then you have on the other side where it's like, hey man, I'm gonna try to get with a married woman, you know. So you're a dick. I'm a dick. But I'm married to her, so you know you can't yeah. you can't be that. Don't be that dick. You know what? I mean, you I see did this hair right here. Leopard Prince, you know, put up in a you know, ponytail right here because I'm a good listener. <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> I did like how it took the announce team and, and uh, Big Cass like 10 minutes longer than everyone else to be like, Rusev at the hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> come, on, come on, man. I love how he's like, um, does anybody got a phone so he can call Enzo? Yeah. And I was like, you have his, you know his number? Like, I don't know anyone's phone number. Really? No one's number. Like, I don't know you guys' numbers, but I do I do remember numbers. I don't remember. If if my phone lost all my contacts and I needed to call somebody, I'd be fucked. I couldn't, I couldn't call one single person. 
Well, that's why you go to Facebook and you just message them. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. but, but, that, but that's why he, but he like used his phone and th- this is like, I'm not even, this isn't even me nitpicking. I'm just saying personally, I could not have called someone from someone else's phone. It's like, Oh wait, what was his number? Dang it. That yeah. would be the logical option, yeah. but it had to work for the story. Yeah, um, I'm not even, I'm not even using it as a criticism. I'm just saying, had it's I just been a little a, nitpick. That's I'm all. not even nitpicking. I'm just saying, had I been in the situation, I'd be fucked because I would have never done. Well, that. I'll nitpick a little bit. Who uh, who played Rusev's music? Like when did when did they know when to play it? Because obviously Rusev would normally walk up to the gorilla position. I'm ready to go. Hit my music. Walk through the curtain. Good to go. So he wasn't there, and they just say, "Oh, he's on his." Did someone say, "Hey, he's on his way. Go ahead and play it." Did he pay the guy off? To play it, how did that happen? The the uh, the audio engineer knows that he's the next person to come out, so he just queued it up. Sure, that could be one. He's got the format sheet. <laughs> Does he? Yep. Does he? Because yep. I know I've watched a fair number of Monday Night Raws, and they kind of just make matches on the fly. So I mean, he's watching with everyone else. He knows what the match yeah. is. <laughs> he knows what's going on. It's all right. Yep. So, anyways, um, man, this Owens and Jericho trying to get back together and get away from me thing. Do you think it's done? I don't know. That's weird, man. Yeah. Do you feel like they should break it up right now? I don't know. I thought it still had legs. I mean, their chemistry is so good together. I don't know. It's hard to keep them from getting cheered, though. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe yeah. that's what they were. Although it would be odd to be concerned with the type of reaction those guys are getting when you have people on the other show getting the opposite of intended reaction. Yeah. So I don't know why they would pick those guys to focus on. Yeah. But it's just one of those things where it's like they had they had such good chemistry together and they're doing everything so well. But now I'm feeling like they're trying to do... For Owens and Jericho, what they did with between R Truth and Goldust when they were trying to form the whole Golden Truth thing, where one was trying to approach the other and the other was just not having it, then all of a sudden there was a switch where, you know, like right now Jericho is pushing Owens away, and in like three weeks Jericho is going to be chasing after Owens and Owens isn't going to be having it, you know? Yeah, but I I don't think it's the really the same because really the only thing that's happened is. They've hinted all along that there was like a side to them that thought that was in it just to benefit themselves. Mm-hmm. And then when it blew up, it was Owens that said, I don't fucking need you. And yeah. then Jericho's like, okay, if you don't need me, then leave me the fuck alone. So it's not really the back and forth thing that happened with them. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I guess you're saying that that could be a thing that happens, but it hasn't. So I'm not going to criticize it for that yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, just because like Owens was like, oh, I, dude, I got you all these gifts. Like, you know, he's he's going out there saying, oh, I don't need you. Let's go our separate ways. And then later that night, he's like, well, we're, we're still best friends. Friends fight. That's what we do. Well, and then he this lo- week, he, he like the, the idea was that he needed Jericho to win those matches because Jericho interfered. Mm-hmm. When Jericho wasn't there to interfere, he lost. He yeah. lost. And so he's in his own head. Like, can he actually do it without them? So he thinks he needs them now or wants them around at least. So it's not that he's like. Oh, I realized I was a dick. He was like, maybe I do need this guy to win. And yeah. Maybe you know. So it's not like a. It may, to me it makes sense to to waffle back on that point if you, mm. after the loss. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. 
Um, and because of that, the gifts for Jericho, um, we got to see Rollins going up against the returning Big Show. And uh, Big Show has slimmed down quite a bit. He's under 400 pounds now. Hmm. So congratulations to him because he was once billed as like over 500. So for him to get down to that. Was he ever really over 500? I think that a lot of that's a worked weight. I think he said that at one point in his career he was over 500 pounds. When he was younger, he was a lot thick. Like, he was yeah. a thick man. So yeah. like I could see that when he was younger, but I don't know. Yeah. A lot of that is, I think, how they work the heights, too. Like, they sometimes sure. work the weights. Um, but the match ends in a count out because Kevin Owens comes out and is like, Hey, beat him up, do all this dirty work for me. And Big Show's like, nah, I ain't having it. Yep, not you. having it. Yeah. Choke slam. Here you go. Rollins. I forgot that Big Show was on Raw because I don't think he's been out since the brand's no, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, been, he's been gone this whole time. And, uh, my God, did you see the whelps on Rollins' chest from those chest slaps? I don't think so. Oh, it was, his chest was so red. It was ridiculous. Hamburger. Um, but yeah, after that, we got to see one of my favorite cruiserweights, Jack Gallagher going up against Davari. And, uh, I gotta say, I was kind of disappointed in this matchup. He basically had the same match he had from 205 the week before. Yeah, but even in that match, the one I'm from 205, it was a little more entertaining. Well, they're focused on, uh, Davari, you know, getting to <laughs> getting the cheap shots in Gallagher. So, yeah. Not um, just to showcase the well, Gallagher I, I what think I can do, you know? What I noticed was they didn't do the entire match move for move, but they did, like, the first half of the match, and mm-hmm. they did his, his like, big spots were in the exact same sequence in the exact same part of the match. That's probably what you're picking up on. Because yeah. he almost, he almost hold for hold for the first half of his match did the same match he did on that. So yeah. You're probably like, hey, you just have this fucking match. Yeah. <laughs> But now, because I I made sure to like make Kelsey watch that match, and uh-huh. I and I and I finished, and I was like, oh. I was well, he like, only did like the first three spots, and he didn't do his like going home stuff. Yeah, and so I would have liked to have seen that. Um, but she did watch. She watched. Like I didn't even prompt her to watch the uh, the other cruiserweight match between uh, Swan and and Perkins, and she said she loved that match. I was like, if you're if you're digging the cruiserweights, I might need to sit you down one day, and we can watch the cruiserweight classic. If you if you think you like the cruiserweights or you're interested in the cruiserweights, you definitely and you haven't watched a classic, you definitely have to watch a classic because yeah, that's that, where they really shine. Yeah, they were given the opportunity to do whatever they wanted to do, mm-hmm. and all those people. Not only were they given the opportunity to do things that they're not going to and haven't been given the opportunity to do on Raw and Two Hundred Five, but they structured the tournament in a way to make people like stand out like along the way yeah. and progress. So if you haven't watched the classic, you're doing yourself a disservice. Mm-hmm. So, um, but after that, we got to see Kevin Owens going up against Sami Zayn. The uh, rivalry renewed for one more well, match at least. Let's say, you know, they're going to throw that in every now and then. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I mean, even with the Miz and Ziggler stuff, that was built as the blow off, but you know, eventually those guys are going to have to wrestle again. It's just, yeah. you can't keep, Everyone recycles, yeah. you know. Yeah, I just feel bad for Zane, like because I want him to succeed, and he just he has so much trouble getting a win. I do like when they wrestle each other though, because Owens gives Zane so much more than anyone else is willing. Yeah, because they're legitimately good friends. He goes out of his way to make sure Zane gets his shit in, yeah. and not just gets his shit in like his average shit. He goes out of his way to make it look like Zane could and should have won you know what i mean yeah 
make sure he takes care of his buddy. Um, Definitely. Let's see. After that, we got to see Rich Swan going up against TJ Perkins. And, um, you know, like I said, my wife, she she was really digging this matchup. What did you guys think? It was fun. Yeah. Fun enough. Not too bad. Rich Swan gets the yeah, win. I like all the stuff that Rich Swan does. TJ Perkins uh, showing a little bit of heelish attitude in, in my eyes. Like he, he, or maybe not necessarily heelish, but he Show was definitely off. more aggressive. I, well, I, I think if, well, I think the match progressed from showing off mm-hmm. and like a friendly uh, one upsmanship at the start of the match. Sure. And then when they finally like started with the striking and the throwing of the hands and that sort of tempers flare. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's more what they were going for in the story than, uh, I'm, I'm a heel now. It was like, Oh, okay. Oh, we're doing this now. Okay, well, fuck you. Then, yeah. You know, it was more of that kind of a thing than, ah, I'm a bad guy now. Yeah, that's you know what, what I mean? said. He, you know, went, I kind of took back the the heel turn or whatever, but he did show a lot more aggression sure. uh, in that match. And and I was looking forward to that because, you know, they, they've they got a few heels in the cruiserweight division, but, you know, one more, one more could help. I don't know necessarily if they want to turn TJ, but he could definitely show that type of aggression, and I'd be more okay with it. Well, I think after, if you consider, I don't know if you saw 2 of 5 this week, but it not. looks like we're in for more character work from these guys. Good. They sort of handled that stuff. Good. We need that. Um, not these, well, yes, these guys in particular, but also all of the guys. All of yeah. the guys, yeah. Good. Yeah. That's what they need more than anything, because we know what they can do in the ring if you've watched the Cruiserweight Classic. Now, well, the, part of what what was so like resonated with people so much about the classic is they were the way that they presented them as people and the way that they told the stories were like, it just resonated with people. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know that they're going to do that. Go about that in the same way. They showed Mustafa Ali. Yeah. Mustafa Ali. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can talk about, let's talk about two Oh five live. Unfortunately, I didn't get to catch it, okay. but, uh, we got to see the uh, Noam Dar going up against Cedric Alexander. Who Noam Dar turned heel? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. This uh, speaking of the character work, the stuff that they did with Cedric and um, Alicia Fox uh, came over here to where she was like wishing him good luck, and then Corey Graves was going on and on about how he heard that they're a couple now, and like, um, so like that's a thing and like Noam Dar beat him and then he sort of like dedicated the win to Alicia Fox so uh, <laughs> uh, it was sort of like this weird thing also Cedric Cedric is one of the better guys on the show he has a tremendous upside but the characteristics they've given him even in the class they did he was one of the guys they did the most disservice to in the classic and are still doing a big disservice to now because they keep fucking all the shit about he lost 20 pounds. That's not a character. Yeah. You can say he lost 20 pounds to get into like show that he has drive and determination to like get his goals accomplished. But the guy who lost weight to get in the tournament <laughs> is not a fucking character. Yeah. And yeah. guy who's like maybe sort of, or is dating Alicia Fox is also not a fucking <laughs> character. <laughs> That's true. So that's all the things that are going Cedric on. Cedric Alexander is very talented in the ring, and he's one of the better guys. But they are not present. Just his ring work alone. We've we've seen that from the way the the general audience reacts. That just the ring work is not enough to get these guys over. Mm-hmm. Because we've seen some decent matches in front of an audience who didn't know these people, and they sat on their hands and they didn't know what to make of them. So 
so these guys are you're gonna have to present them in like a, a better character sense and this is a huge disservice to Cedric to be the weight loss guy and the guy who's dating Lucia Fox he's better than that and they should do better by him than that yeah absolutely <laughs> um and you know Turn, tying that sort of back into Raw, uh, Alicia Fox apparently doesn't like it when Bailey talks to uh, Cedric Alexander. And it's also dumb that these two, uh, I think we got a question about this, so I will go ahead and answer it now. I think someone asked how we thought about oh, yeah. Alicia Fox. It's from, it's from Clark saying, hey guys, great stuff from last week. I want to hear your opinions on these three topics. Um, are you okay on how they're using Cedric Alexander as part of a Bailey and, and Fox storyline? Well, I don't think it's just that. I think it's also they're using that as his own story thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a disservice to him, like I said. But also, it's a disservice to Alicia and Bailey to have like their fight be about like a man or something. It's, yeah. it's sort of fight dumb. over a boy. Yeah, I mean, look, Bailey's a look. Alicia is honestly, I don't see a tremendous upside as in Alicia as an in ring talent. But I, I do in Bailey, and that's a disservice to her to make her have a stupid storyline about fighting about some some dude that Alicia's dating. You know, it's mm-hmm. as stupid as the as the Dar thing with him uh, fighting Cedric or being a dick about some girl that Cedric might be dating. It's it's just kind of a disservice to talents who deserve better, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, the second question: How long will Orton be a part of the Wyatt family? Uh, I mean, obviously, I don't know, but if I'm guessing, I'll say WrestleMania. I don't know. I think they'll, they'll give us some time. I think they'll it'll set up for a match at Mania, Orton versus Wyatt. I mean ballpark Mania, yeah. give or take. Um, final question, going back to the cruiserweights, how do you feel on uh, TJ Perkins' ramp animation that still has the cruiserweight title uh, while facing the current champ Swan? It, look, is it a little bit lazy that they haven't fixed that? Yes, yes it's a little bit lazy, but it's not something that I'm going to dwell on. What I will dwell on is the way that, like Cedric, they have set TJP, TJP up to absolutely fail. They've presented him in the least flattering light possible. Look, he's excellent in the ring. Guy can't talk. When they put him on commentary, he can't fucking keep up. It makes him look bad. Stop putting him on commentary, especially when Austin Aries and Corey Graves are going to fucking dig at him. I get that... Yep. Okay, I get that they're trying to get him to talk to like get himself over, but it makes him look bad because he's he's not a good talker and he can't handle the banter with them. You know what I he mean? He just has to level up. And even when, yeah, and that's not a character either. Saying twenty years <laughs> old video game shit that kids today who play video games don't even know because from when I was a kid playing video games, the same video game tropes that don't even exist anymore. That's not a character either. And he's bad. They keep putting him in these situations. Where he has to talk and he's bad at talking. Man, I need an extra life or it's game over. I think that is much more worthy of harping on than the the graphic on his injury. I mean, honestly, I think, is it lazy that they still have the belt on his graphic? Yes, it's lazy. But what's worse is the way they're presenting him because he is a guy who, if they presented in the right way, we saw in the classic how how he was received then. Mm -hmm. They maximized his his positives and, and, and they hit his negatives. And... There's no reason that Raw can't do that. Yeah, Clark also goes on to say, I, I only saw a few episodes of the Cruiserweight Classic, and I think that they should move 205 Live to Full Sail University because the fans really care about the Cruiserweights. In my opinion, they kind of disrespected the Cruiserweights during the first episode, but I think the uh, the people in the arena were probably just tired and wanted to rest for the night. So, yeah, it's a, it's And we kind of talked about that uh, a week or two ago where I think that you know they should film 205 Live right alongside... NXT, you know, have 
have Wednesday night be that night, yeah. you know, because they've they've done that's where they had the cruiserweight classic. That's where they, you yeah. know, why why not? What's what's keeping them from doing that? Um, I I get that, but I do think, even though I think they're executing poorly, I think that they're tr- actually are trying to make these guys exposed to a larger audience. Sure, and it's hard to do that at full sale when only three hundred people get in the building. Then you're just oh. you're yeah yes those 300 people are there because they know who those guys are and they're there to see those guys, but we've seen the hit or miss rate with people getting called up like who gets known and who doesn't. It's not a hundred percent, but I think like having them on Raw and they're not technically on SmackDown, but they also travel with SmackDown to do that show. They're getting seen by both audiences and hopefully eventually more people are going to catch on to it. Well, see the thing is, uh, you know. Going into the NXT, yeah, some of the guys get called up uh, to the main roster, but those those guys are not cruiserweights. So we're not going to see, you know, obviously they'll have a the, the a few of the cruiserweights on Raw because Raw is home for the cruiserweight division or whatever. But, you know, I, I think with the history of NXT, because they have gotten so much talent over, I mean, we see it. Uh, we see it whenever they do an NXT takeover uh, that, you know, they're selling out arenas now. Uh, so it's not necessarily. Ooh, I don't know if I 100 percent agree with that. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, think a lot of those guys come in. No, I don't know. They've gotten some people over in NXT, but a lot of those people have have staked their reputation before they got to NXT. Right. But, Especially the more over people have already got that reputation. But what I'm saying is, that, you know, you're you're okay having 205 Live be in front of you know a half empty or half full arena. Why not just have it at Full Sail where, you know, Full Sail is where they're filming NXT. And when NXT goes on tour, they're selling out arenas. They're, you know, whenever they have their takeovers, they're performing in front of sold out crowds. So the audience is there. Uh, I don't know. I've seen some, I've seen some, like, some shots of some shows of some empty fucking NXT house shows. And yeah. I've heard that. I was hearing stories of and I, I didn't try to get tickets myself, but I heard that there was lots of available tickets for Toronto and they sort of hmm. moved people around to make it look like hmm. it was. And they didn't, the Toronto, they did not flaunt that. We're sold out. There's 20,000 yeah. fucking people in here like they did in Brooklyn. Yeah. That is, they did not flaunt it like that. Hmm. So I, I don't know that they are, I don't think the NXT is making those numbers they were. Hmm. I doubt that, and uh, I've seen some stuff to believe to make me believe otherwise. So. Yeah, I don't know, and I get the idea is not that they're okay with having a half full crowd or a small crowd with people leaving. I think the idea is if it catches on, the people are going to fucking stay and see the show. Yeah, and then it's more than the three hundred people you can shove in here. If it catches on, then it's the entire audience is going to stay. Sure. And and look, don't get don't pro, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Is I think they're doing the right things to get there. I'm saying. I think the intention is well, and they're executing poorly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, let us know in the comments what you think. Should would you prefer to see NX, uh, uh, 205 Live take place at full sale, or would you prefer to see it uh, in a in a in the crowd with uh, SmackDown? Well, I would prefer to see them at full sale, but that's my selfish like entertainment mm-hmm. because that crowd's going to make the show the performance yeah. like hype, and so it's going to be a yeah. better performance. But that's not what's best for those guys' careers. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Selfishly, sure. Throw them to fucking full cell and I'll I'll watch a kick ass hour show every week. But 
Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you know, you can you can have them perform in in the large crowd audiences, but we through are, raw, we're seeing through our own like survey size of our own audience of our show. All these people are saying, "I saw an episode or two of the Cruise Away." I didn't watch the Cruise Away. Yeah, these people aren't watching those fucking shows. Sure. So if you want, like I said, for us, if you just want to watch a cool show, then yeah, have them. But those guys want to like get out of that 300 seat arena and like. Yeah. You know, expand their career to where sure. more people like. You know, I, mean? I, I hope yeah. what I'm trying to say makes sense. To me. Yeah, 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 it does. So, um, so yeah, going back over to, to 205 Live, uh, Noam Dar defeats Cedric Alexander. Uh, Davari gets his revenge on Jack Gallagher. Uh, anything really from that matchup? No, nah, they're uh, clearly like, I mean, not clearly, but there seems as though they're pushing to a tiebreaker because they have like one apiece now. So nice. Um, and then the rematch for the cruiserweight title, Rich Swan versus Brian Kendrick. It was fine, but it was really about the interference. And I don't know if they're going to go triple threat with mm. because they talked up uh, Swan and TJP's friendship as well as the past of TJP and uh, Kendrick. And then the finish was Kendrick shoved or got shoved into TJP, and then they all three started fighting each other. Uh-huh. So wait, is that on Raw or on the two hundred five? That was two hundred five. Okay, okay. Yeah, and, triple uh, threat. Yeah. So, um, basically, he's kind of sort of distracted him, so Swadden can retain, and then they all three brawled afterwards. So I don't know if it's going to be triple threat or they're just setting up for TJP to feud with Kendrick now that he's lost the rematch. Hmm. I'm unclear. Yeah, probably a triple threat if I had to guess. Um, but going back into Raw, we had the Bailey. Uh, Alicia Fox matchup. We did a detour and a detour, didn't we? Yeah, we did. <laughs> Detourception. Uh, Bailey got the win. Mark Henry ducked a clothesline and delivered the world's strongest slam to Titus O'Neil. He got ducked to the Hall of Pain. That's right. That was just to get the hometown boy or yeah. home home state boy over and yeah. from the crowd. Both, which I'm fine with. Both of them <laughs> yeah. former guests on the WNS podcast. So go to our YouTube channel and uh, listen I to didn't that even episode. Think about that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, uh, True debt. And then another member, uh, another guest on the WNS podcast, Roman Reigns, going up against uh, Chris Jericho. Um, any thoughts on this matchup? It was for the United States title, thanks to uh, Kevin Owens. I don't feel like I have a ton to say about it. Yeah. Okay. We uh, already talked about Rusev and Enzo in their hotel room brawl. Well, yeah, I was about to say it ended up where Lana... And she deep pantsed him. Yeah, they tricked uh, um, Enzo. Shame yeah. on Enzo. I will say this: the brawl in the hotel room did look particularly nasty. Like, yeah, like the way the Enzo ragdolled and the way Rusev laid his shots in, it felt like a real fight. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I enjoyed that aspect. Say of something it. In Russian, and uh, he was like, uh, "What does that mean?" He's like, "You're a fool." <laughs> I will I will give him credit a little bit because at least Enzo, at one point, did say, "Hey, this is a mistake. I shouldn't be here." So they at least tried to save his character a little bit by saying, "Okay, well, this is wrong. I shouldn't be here right now. I gotta go." I mean, I don't think his character is not guy who would just hook up with with an attractive woman no matter yeah. what. I think that's his character, good guy or bad guy. Enzo is character is he will hook up with a tra- <laughs> with woman he finds attractive, right? That I is mean, how Rick Flair doing. gave him his limo. Yeah. <laughs> kind of passed the torch on that one. Yeah, I mean, to me that's in character for Enzo. That's yeah. how I read it. But at least he showed a bit of remorse saying, "Hey, 
you know, this isn't right. I'm going to go. Should, I'm gonna go. I, this doesn't feel right. I should, I should go. This is wrong. Um, I don't want to get beat up. We got to see the club, Gallows and Anderson, going up against Cesaro and Sheamus with the winner going on to face uh, the New Day. But it ends up in ending in a disqualification. Triple threat. Nice and so now we have a triple threat tag match for the tag team championships to determine if the New Day will break the, uh, the demolition record. Of longest uh, title reign. Is it next week or do they have to get through the pay-per-view? I think if they beat next week, then they... Then they'll lose it the pay-per-view. Probably. See, I'm, I, for whatever reason, I feel like they're going to lose it here. I don't get... I, to me, I, I can't... I can see Cesaro or Sheamus pinning Gallows or Anderson to win the titles. And the New Day are like, no, we were right there. And that forces them to turn heel against Cesaro and Sheamus. And you're like, you but, but they if you weren't gonna have them break the record, they've the them having the belts has gotten so still that it would be the the gag of like yanking the rug out from underneath them like the week of or something is just seems too dumb to do. <laughs> I don't know why you would do that. Just so they yeah. can be like, now we have to start all over again. <laughs> I don't know. Just for whatever if it was reason. a shorter reign, like if if the record was much shorter, then I could see them doing that. But yeah. I can't see them doing that at this point. It I just would don't just know. Seem like there's just something. So there's just something there in the back of my head that's like maybe they'll do that. It would act. You know what? It would actually infuriate me if that <laughs> happened. <laughs> All right. So if so, if we were watching Monday, I, it's so nonsensical to do that. I would actually, I would actually be pissed off if that happened. Okay. So. If uh, so, if for whatever reason lightning does strike and uh, New Day lose the tag titles, I should probably not call or text you as I, soon as that match concludes. I'm not a psychopath. I'm not gonna take it out on you. I'm just gonna be like, this <laughs> is, this "Fuck is, you, Daniel! You jinxed him." This is really stupid. I'm just gonna be mad because it's so stupid to do that. You know? Yeah. Okay. We'll see. We'll find out what happens on Monday. Um. And then that was pretty much the main event, but it carried over to Charlotte's public apology to dear old dad, which leads to her yeah, saying, you're a son of a bitch, I'm your daughter, not Sasha, how dare you, slap to the face, what do the five fingers say to the face? Um, Slap. I don't know. What what did you guys think about this? Uh, It works for me. It works yeah. enough for me. I I mean, she is the uber heel of the women's division, so... Or they go next with Ric Flair. Well, supposedly he's back with the company. Yeah. He'll be uh, in Sasha's corner or something for her next she's match. Gonna, he's going to screw Sasha. Over. Maybe. Yeah, at, at Roadblock, it's going to be Sasha versus Charlotte for the women's title, and since Charlotte is undefeated at pay-per-views, she's going to win. Again. Well, they're doing the Iron, the Iron Women's match. That is true. That's something to look forward to. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, well. Not important enough, I guess. I don't know what don't you were going to say. I don't remember. Not important enough. Uh, but, yeah, Charlotte ends up slapping Ric Flair. Sasha Banks comes out and... Charlotte makes quick work. Oh, yeah, now I remember what I was going to say. They kept showing the clip of uh, Charlotte saying, goodbye, get out of my ring, I don't need you anymore. Um, 
I was listening to that, and then you listen to how she cuts a promo now. She's improved quite a bit. She has. That's what I was going to do. I was going to give her some credit for that. Um, she's definitely uh, improved her mic skills over the past, I guess, six months now. Three to six months, however long it's been. So I um, just wanted to make sure it was recognized. Um, that pretty much does it for Raw Hot oh, Topics. Has it been six months? However long it's been. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. Say, I don't know if it's been six Five months. Five months, six months. They showed it so many times. I don't know. Um, hot Topics, for those of you who are fans of the Elimination Chamber, and I know, Doug, we talked about this last week about your fondness for uh, the roadblock and the fast lane. It looks like fast lane is going to be replaced with the Elimination Chamber. Going to be taking place between. Come back, kudos. Yeah, yeah, it's coming back. Excited about that. Going to be taking place between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. (laughs) Y'all, Tyler, I know you were a fond of the Fast Lane name, as you said in last week's episode. I want bad blood. You were really into Fast Lane. You were. Was I? You were. Yeah, sure. I'll go into it. Yeah. I want bad blood. Uh Okay. I like that we just talked him into. (laughs) It's like I was. Yeah. 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 Um. You know, we talked about Ric Flair being uh, brought back to the WWE. Another person who might be coming back, uh, Mickey James. She was apparently offered a, uh, a contract with the WWE. Oh. So good for her. They, I hope they're also going to offer Gilberg a contract. No, nope, not Gilberg, but another person who's set to return in WWE in 2017, Tajiri. Oh, okay. So he's going to be coming back. I think uh, Karina is going to yeah. the performance center, yeah. too. The trainer. Yeah, I heard about that, too. He had, like, a farewell matchup or something like that. Uh, I didn't see Final Battle, but I, I think he was on the show. Oh, nice. Uh, so the Godly Gooker's coming back. No. Uh, speaking of Final Battle, former guest of the show, Kyle O'Reilly, defeats former guest of the show, Adam Cole, Woo-hoo. to win the uh, ROH championship. I didn't see that coming. I thought Adam Cole was going to retain. Yeah. So a lot of a, a lot of speculation has surfaced because of that matchup yeah. that Adam Cole might be WWE bound. One, since I haven't been following Ring of Honor, Doug, what I'm are behind, you, brother? Okay, behind. I just didn't know if you happen to have heard anything. Uh, the, uh, Adam there Cole, were, baby. There has been speculation for a while that uh, come December that well we're in December now but there was going to be a lot of shakeups with the Ring of Honor roster a lot of people leaving mm. not Ooh. all not all for WWE but a lot of people leaving in general and we've already seen stuff like ACH getting uh, you know freed of the his deal or whatever and uh, War Machine working a lot of New Japan and stuff so uh, it, would, it would not shock me the, the word has always been that they were interested in Cole and that he had it. Um, that's not what I was gonna say, but <laughs> he had um, done well enough in like the tryouts that they were interested, or I just don't know if it was a timing thing or if they wanted him to work on this they or that. that. But uh, also sign cheeseburger. Me. I like cheeseburger. <laughs> sign cheeseburger. I like bacon cheeseburger. That's not a, that's not a person. I didn't say anything about a person. I was just letting you know I like bacon cheeseburgers. They are delicious. Okay. Yeah. Uh, other bit of hot topic news. Uh, Lita apparently no longer part of the WWE, which is kind of weird. Like, uh, people said that she wasn't part of the uh, Raw or SmackDown pre-show, and uh, then she sent out a tweet, or Jim Ross st- sent out a tweet saying, uh, I haven't heard anything, and she pretty much confirmed it, that she's no longer with well, the WWE. Well, Lawler was not there either. I'm yeah, there. they removed Lawler and Lita, and then the tweet from Lita or JR came out and said that Lita's no longer with the company. That kind of sucks. 
but it sucks for her, but she wasn't someone who was adding a lot to the show. Yeah, she's a Hall of Famer though. Hey man, I, I I'm not dis- I don't mean to disrespect her. I'm just in my honest opinion, yeah. she was not a, a huge addition sure. to the show. Yeah. So while it sucks for her personally, I can't like mourn like <laughs> what I didn't feel like was a loss to the show. You know? Yeah. Like maybe she can go down to the performance center or something help out help out all the trainees. Sure, I hope she does whatever the fuck she wants to do and is, yeah. ha- and is happy about it. Mm-hmm. So uh, final bit of hot topic news: John Cena is going to be hosting Saturday Night Live this week. So make sure you set your DVRs. I never, I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in its entirety in years. Yeah, Kelsey's really gotten into it, um, especially over the whole presidential debate because uh-huh. they were doing you know all the mocking and, and stuff like that so she really started getting back into it and uh so I'll, I'll probably end up watching this one the last episode the i mo- watched was the dave Chappelle one that's the most that was pretty good the most interest that i've been in years was when Chappelle was on there and even then i didn't watch it i just saw his opening monologue and then i saw the skit that he did with um walking, walking dead. dead no okay i saw that one too but there's also the one where him and I forget who the other person is. Is watching like the, Chris uh, Rock. Him and Chris Rock are watching like the the. Election. I can't believe this. <laughs> really? Yeah. Y'all that, can't believe this. Yeah, that was good too. So I just saw those three things. The and uh, that's the most interesting I've been in years. The Halloween episode with Tom Hanks. That was pretty. I saw funny. that like that skit, but not anything else. Uh, the whole the whole that whole episode was pretty good. Uh, and I hadn't. Like, I'm right there with you. I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in such a long time. I watched that the f- full episode, and it was pretty hilarious. I know the last time they did it with Rock when he was on there, and he was like, uh, he did a skit when he was a wrestler with Bobby Monahan and stuff like that. And <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, the whole Chappelle thing just makes me miss like Chappelle show. So mm-hmm. fu- Chappelle show was so fucking good. I used to have the whole series on DVD, and for whatever reason, I either I sold it or traded it or something. God damn, that was a good show. Yeah. Part of me wants to go back and find it somewhere, go to Walmart or something. Anyway, so uh, time to go to the Q&A portion of the show. Your questions, our answers. First and only question coming to us now from Victor. Victor. Saying, nice outro you had playing. I dig it. After watching some recent shows with my buddies, I'm curious. What are your opinions on the concept of finishing moves? Do they have to be the way most matches end? Should different moves be used to end matches or just use their signature one? Uh how could a well-known performer debut a new skill? Uh, can people use each other's finishers more often? And, of course, anything else y'all can think of. Thanks again for your great shows. Um, and nice try, Tyler. Nice try. He, what is he? Nice he try typed though? poop. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, when? A well-known poop performer. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> I am... Um, I am into when guys have multiple <laughs> finishers. That's like that's what I enjoy, and I even like like Dragon Gate does this thing where they like te- sort of like tier their finishers to where this is like uh, this is a first level finisher and it will finish most guys. But sometimes when I face this guy, I've got to go up to the second level of finisher, and then there's like you know, and then, and they then have, this one is Super Saiyan three. That's yeah, a I cool mean, concept. I like that. Yeah, I mean, there's like, and then there are finishers. There are moves specifically designed to counter other opponents and stuff like that. So I think I like what I like to see is like multiple finishers that are kept protected. I think they should have like I know you're sort of like I don't know if you're you're just sort of joking around not 
generally being dismissive of the concept, but I do like the idea of this is sort of my first level finisher. Yeah. And then I have like something that I really keep protected. And then, you know, your most protected move should not be something that people like kick out of hardly ever. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that should be like, you and all be all that's like in WrestleMania, maybe someone kicks out of that in the main event of WrestleMania. And it's a huge fucking deal. If yeah. someone gets out of this move. I think that they should be better protected in general. And I think they should be tiered in that way. And I do like the, uh, the really like intricate storytelling of developing moves to counter a specific skill of an opponent that they find like they need to have an edge over. So I like, I, basically I want more storytelling that involve the finishers and less of, uh, let's kick out of this shit a couple of times a match. Yeah. And it is kind of one of those things where it's like, all right, he's hit the move three times. If he doesn't kick, you know, if he kicks out of this one, there's just, yeah, it's just going to be it. So, it's, yeah. I like that. The, the, the tiered level stuff. That'd be that's that's pretty really cool. cool. So, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much going to do it for us this week. Make sure to submit your questions on our YouTube channel, WNS Video, also our Facebook page, WNS Podcast. Check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com, WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook. And if you so desire, subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. We're on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, Player.fm, Satchel. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Uh, follow the podcast on Twitter at WNS Podcast. Daniel's at WNS underscore Daniel. Tyler's at Tyler underscore Abraham. There you go. For the podcast crew, I am Daniel Heron. Tyler Avery. I'm Doug. And we will catch you all next week. Choo-choo, playboy.